Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey guys, welcome back to Popcorn Heist the Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back, everyone. Here to nerd out about another uh, new movie. Uh, for those of you who don't know us, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Jake and I started. We're best friends, roommates from college. And uh, it's to share our love for nerdy stuff and pop culture with the world. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. if, you, In if many... you're into that kind of stuff, feel free to give us a follow on all social media at Popcorn Heist. Mm-hmm. And please give us a, a review and rate us on iTunes because that'll really help the show grow. And like Nick said, we, we share our love for pop culture in many different ways. So yes. we're all over the place. We're on social media. Uh, Nick and I nerd out on uh, on podcasts. And we actually just added a new podcast to the Popcorn Heist Network. Now it is. Oh, very fancy, right? We're a network <laughs> now. And it is our two good friends, Alyssa and Kelly. And it's called The Simps Guide to the MCU. And they talk about relationships in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if you're into that sort of thing, then definitely go check them out because they're hilarious. And it's super fun to hear them talk about relationships and stuff yep or but, go to popcornheist.com for all of our content including sims guide to the mcu and this podcast yes yes but here at popcorn heist the podcast nick and i like to go full nerd mode and on just anything that we we like anything from. and everything anything and everything exactly <laughs> and we haven't really done i don't think we've done an episode related to this topic really uh this, today's a disney episode if yeah you haven't noticed from the title of the episode um but yeah, well, we I don't certainly think we haven't done one about Cruella. Well, actually, we did a villains one that she was included in. So I we guess did. we have talked about Cruella on the podcast before. True, true. Yeah. She's so back. Cruella, she is back, back and better than ever. Um, Question mark. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Is she better than better. ever? Yeah, I guess we'll get into that. Know. Yeah. Yeah. This is like our first, also our first sort of movie review there's a it's summer movie time baby you know tons of movies coming out this summer i'm excited i know because of covid we've kind of a lot of the movies have gotten pushed back so we haven't really gotten to review many of them um yeah i can't believe this is our first one look at us it is yeah we were coming we came out of the on pandemic little... i'm ready to watch some movies i still haven't gotten movie popcorn though unfortunately oh uh, we know how nick feels about his movie popcorn <laughs> so that that's that's sad it's need pivotal. some and need the butter too oh my god hefty movie, movie butter hefty Please. movie butter yeah but um, yeah, we went on a little bit of a biweekly. It's been a little bit. I miss you, bro. I miss, I miss, I miss talking you too. To you. Yeah, I know. we went on a little. So for those of you who listen to the podcast before, you know, we release our episodes on Thursdays. So sometimes we may go on a biweekly schedule. But now with all these summer movies coming out, it looks like you guys are going to have tons of content this summer. So that'll be really fun. Yep. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about Cruella today, the newest um Disney live action remake or reimagining or prequel or whatever spinoff live action of a classic disney character that uh came out on disney premiere access on disney plus and in theaters uh, about a, what was it like a couple weeks ago i think maybe three weeks I'm ago i'm not even sure i'll be honest with you yeah but we both <laughs> got around to watching it and you know i'm a huge disney fan if you can't tell from my virtual background right now uh, i'm a disney stan i've talked about it in the past but uh excited to be talking about this one um so yeah and then we might get into a little bit of a 
a rating and give you an official popcorn heist take. I think first that's one ever. First one ever. First and one ever. We're gonna get. We're, we're gonna rate it. We're gonna rate it, and yeah, maybe we'll throw it up on Instagram or something. But from now on, when we do movie reviews, you'll get an official popcorn heist take from our popcorn heist report card that we just created. So, looking forward to that. But as always, when we start an episode, we start with a quote of the episode because Nick and I bonded over movie quotes, quotes you can find in TV shows throughout life, just the most random things you can possibly think of. Very quirky and random. So quirky and random. So quirky and random. (laughs) Uh. So this one is actually from the movie Cruella, and we just felt it was fitting for a multiple uh, multitude of reasons, which I'll get to explain. But it is in the middle of the movie, and she walks in in all of her with all of her swagger and her Cruella Cruella ness, and she goes, "I'm just getting started, darling." (laughs) And well, we'll get into it later, but Emma Stone just plays Cruella so well, and like that's like a classic line that they threw in the trailers a bunch. But it's also kind of alluding to Disney. You know, Nick and I and people of the world may have their mixed feelings about Disney live action remakes, and one could say that they're just getting started because no matter what people think of them, there's about ten of them still that haven't even come out yet. So Disney live action remakes are here to stay, apparently. And you know what? It applies to Popcorn Heist too. We're just getting started, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes here with another new segment and like you said we're just getting started so let's get straight into it nick you watched corella more recently than i did so overall what what did you think what what did you think going into it like how like how how have you felt about previous live action remakes and were you like excited for this at all so I'm not a big fan of live action remakes. I actually kind of like that this is not just a remake of 101 Dalmatians. It's specifically like about it's like a character piece on Cruella and I you know I love villains. I love female villains. So I was I was interested to see that. Um I'm glad it was not just a remake. I'm glad it was like something new. Um I honestly I don't really remember 101 Dalmatians all that much. So I'm going to need you to give me a little bit of a recap there, but um I I went into it excited i love emma stone i think she's a great actress um just watched easy a recently her i think that was like her first real big movie so i love emma stone um what else did i watch with her recently it was um it was she's actually i think super bad come out before that was did super bad oh yeah i think it was before that but i easy a she's like the main character i just recently watched um battle of the sexes which is her and steve carell and it's about um yeah billy jean king and it's a, a tennis uh it's like a tennis match between her and i forget steve carell's character's name uh it's a true story and it was very good so i was i was very excited to watch another movie with emma stone um and i i think it lived up to expectations um i thought there were some things that were like weird and didn't make sense i felt like in the beginning i was kind of like confused as to like everything that was going on uh i actually watched a bunch of it with my mom she was coming in and out and she was like i feel like this movie is making me a little bit dizzy um and that was like <laughs> early in the movie so i could definitely see that um but i thought it was enjoyable i felt like every when you got towards the end i felt like everything was the final act which is like a good feeling because everything's like getting super interesting and i felt mm-hmm. like there was like three different moments where i was like okay this is like i wasn't paying attention to how far in i was i wasn't like looking at the time and i was like when I got to the end, I was like, I feel like I'm, go- I can't believe I'm going into another whole like act here. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. And I mean, Cruella is such a good villain. Again, I love a, I love a villain. She wasn't really a villain in this movie, but um, I thought it was good. There were some twists and turns in there. 
honestly, I felt like I should have expected some of the twists, but I, I, I didn't. And yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> it was a bit of a wild, a wild ride. Yeah, I, I will say. Um, I was looking forward to it just because. So I've written a, a whole blog article about this on popcornheist.com about, um, sort of my take on Disney live action remakes. Like I said, I'm a huge Disney fan. Like I love pretty much anything that they do, but I do have like my own like constructive criticisms. Um, of course. Where, like I'm pretty much the same. I feel the same, I think with, uh, as you about live action remakes, like they're not completely necessary. Like I understand why they're doing them because they have all this technology. Disney's always been about a company that's pushing the, towing the line on a, pushing technolo- technological boundaries and like showing off special effects and showing off uh, their characters. And, you know, it's people are bound to come see it and they want to just reinvest their most popular stuff in a new audience in a new way, which it, it's cool in a certain respect. But what my take on it is that it's better to go for reimaginings and character pieces than to simply just remake the movie, I agree. which that's why I was excited about this because I wasn't a big fan. I think the, most recent one before this was the lion king or mulan i wasn't a huge fan of those movies and i was just excited for something that wasn't going to completely try to redo 101 dalmatians yeah right i agree and and it's kind of like um what i always say about avatar the last airbender like when they were talking about the netflix remake i was kind of like why don't they just do something else in the same universe why are they retelling the same story like i'm not really that interested in hearing a story that i've already heard um, I'd rather see kind of something new, even if it builds off the same character. So I, I appreciated, I appreciated this movie. I liked it. Yeah, I overall, I I did enjoy it. A very enjoyable movie, I will say. Like yeah. whereas some of the previous live action remakes, like you're you're hyper fixated on, are they going to do this moment? Are they going to hit this beat correctly? Yeah, and you it it becomes to a point where it's hard not to nitpick. You know? Yeah. Where uh, whereas, oh sorry, I was going to say no. Like, whereas, you go ahead you're like exploring new territory and i feel like some of disney's best work is where they're taking something that was considered a classic in in some people's minds and they reimagine it i mean half of their fairy tale movies were all like these old tales and novels and they made them into absolute classics so i think that's where their strength lies yeah and i feel like when you're retelling a story kind of like what you said about when you're um retelling a story you have to hit on certain like moments you have to um, I kind of feel like a retelling, like there's certain things they have to explain and there are certain beats that like you hope they hit or like things that you you hope are explained, but it's not as disappointing if they're not perfect. You know what I mean? Because it's not like a moment you've already seen. And I mean, if a moment's so great in the original, how are you going to redo it and, and live up to it? It's like impossible to redo a perfect moment. So mm-hmm. it's like you're you're kind of setting yourself up for failure or redo a perfect movie in general if you want to take it from a macro point of view. Um, yeah, ahem, ahem, genie. (laughs) Um, you know who was my favorite character in this movie? I think I already told you when we were texting. Yeah, you told you told me the freaking Baroness. I loved her. I I think I was a little disappointed at the end that like they turned her into a complete psycho. Not disappointed, but like when she first came in, I didn't realize she was going to be like the main villain. I kind of thought. I, I kind of thought for a second she might be like a mentor to Cruella and like bring her up. I didn't realize 100% she was going to be the main villain. And I just loved her. Like in the beginning when she was taking her nine minute power naps and like it was just like <laughs> slightly rude to everyone. But also like you could see she was like a genius. And like it seemed like she had a soft spot for Estella at first. And like there was something behind her. 
Um, later on, she turns into a full-on villain, which I didn't like her as much towards the end. Still loved her, though, because I feel like she steals the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just my favorite, especially her early scenes. Yeah. Emma Thompson is such a great actress, too. And I think she totally owned the role. Very, very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. that we'll, we'll definitely get into, I mean, we'll definitely get into the different characters and stuff in a bit. Um, would you like me to recap 101 Dalmatians? Please so do, because I forget 101 Dalmatians. So we all know Corella is, say it blatantly, she's a puppy killer. That's her whole thing. <laughs> so it's about um, a song. It's about a songwriter named Roger, and he has a Dalmatian dog named Pongo. And Pongo's like, "Oh, my master is like just slaving away being a songwriter, and like I'm looking for love too." So he looks out the window, tries to find them a match, and sees a, a beautiful young woman uh, walking her Dalmatian female dog Perdita. So he like schemes to set them up together. They end up getting married, and the two Who dogs set them up together. Pongo, the Dalmatian dog, he like drags him out for a walk, and he's like, "Oh, look at this beautiful woman, like in the park." Okay, like, so Pongo tries to set his owner up with the other Dalmatian's owner. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, he's like, "Oh, it's a win-win situation." I completely no, you, forget this movie. If you haven't noticed, I I no. haven't watched this movie since I was maybe six or seven years old. It's a low-key one because, like, it's not the one you're, where you're like, "That's a Disney movie." Like, let's watch Hundred One Dimensions. But like, you look it up on like Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a ninety-eight percent. It's a classic. Yeah, you know? I I've been meaning to watch it since I've watched Cruella, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I literally watched Cruella like a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he he's like, "Yeah, it's a win-win situation. Like, you get married to this woman, and like, here I can like meet this Dalmatian." Uh, this female Dalmatian. So they end up both getting together. They have a litter of 15 puppies. And Corella is like Anita, who is the woman's name, a uh, friend from school, which they change in the, in Corella, but we'll talk about that in a bit. She comes over. She's like, hey, it's good to see you and everything. And then she sees the puppies and wants to buy them from her. Mm-hmm. And they're not for sale. So she sends her henchmen, Horace and Jasper. They steal the litter of puppies. Chaos ensues. Um, Pongo and Perdita eventually find them along with 84 other uh, Dalmatian puppies, which makes the 101 Dalmatians. So okay. they use like the help so of Pongo and Perdita are the Dalmatians, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm following. <laughs> yeah. So Pongo and Perdita use the help of other dogs and animals in uh, London to, to sort of like scheme to reclaim their litter of puppies, but then they also take in the other 84 puppies because they're like, oh, our owners are so nice. Like, they're never going to, like, give up 84 puppies, which is kind of funny that they just, like, bring home Brought this entire army in, yeah. of. Yeah. And basically, like, with the help of animals, they just got to, like, try to travel home. And Corella's, like, chasing them the entire time. Um, they finally get back. Corella, like, gets caught. And car crash. It's a whole lot of chaos. Does and she die? Oh, no. Well, there's no, 102 she... Dalmatians also. Is yeah, she the so villain she 102 Dalmatians? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she doesn't die. Um, Roger, the male human, ends up uh, writing a hit song about Corella Deville, where he makes a fortune. And then they're like, "No, now we have enough money to afford all these puppies." And they start a Dalmatian uh, plantation where they're like breeding puppies for people. So is Roger Selena Gomez? <laughs> because Selena Gomez wrote a hit song about Corella no. Deville during her <laughs> Disney Channel run. Now that's a reimagining. I want to Cruella, see. Cruella, Cruella, Um. Anyway, okay. So, connecting back to Cruella. Yep. If so, in the 
post credit scene. I know we're skipping ahead to the post credit scene because we haven't talked about most most of the other movie. But is it saying that Anita is the girl in 101 Dalmatians and the um or not Anita? What's her friend from school's name in in Cruella? An- Anita. Oh, Anita. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then. What's the guy's name in the movie? I can't remember. The guy who gets the puppy in the postcard scene. It, his his name should be Roger, but I don't remember if that's his name in Corella because he's okay. kind of like not not really a main character in the in the movie. Okay, so those so, but those are the dogs. Like the dogs are the same names. Pongo and okay. Pongo and Perdita. Yeah, it says on the note. Okay. So for those of you maybe if you haven't seen it, spoilers, but the post credit scene, Roger and Anita ends up helping Corella throughout the movie. And they get a knock on their door, and they each get a box with a Dal- Dalmatian puppy, one named Pongo, one named Perdita, from Cruella. Which so why would Cruella want to bring them, buy them back eventually? Cruella wants to buy the puppies, not the, but it still doesn't make sense. This is one problem I I had with this part of the movie. They couldn't make her a puppy it, killer. Is yeah, the problem? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's fine. Like if they don't want to, like overtly say she's a puppy killer but like don't make her be the one giving them the dalmatians you know yeah. like they could have had another way of showing that roger and anita got dalmatian puppies without Cruella physically giving it to them yeah you know? she just wanted to make the dalmatians into her coat in the original one right yeah if i didn't mention that okay. she wants the puppy so she can skin them and turn them into clothes okay yeah which not a good look not a good look, Cruella. <laughs> the, yeah. See, this is a, an instance where a reimagining makes sense. I mean, we won't deny that there are some problematic things in some old movies, and skinning puppies is pretty problematic. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. I mean, but she but is the villain. She is the villain, and you know, whatever. I let's. Not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't have loved a super hardcore version of this movie where Cruella is a lot more evil and a lot more like, (laughs) like not, not where she's to the point, like we see her skinning puppies in the movie, but like I would have liked for her to be like a little bit more hardcore and a little bit less like I'm getting revenge, but it's for the good of like, it's everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say that because I would have loved that, but which is, and it's fine. I understand why they didn't do it. They want to make it a family movie, whatever. And she's still like pretty badass throughout the movie, but you know, just that kind of flips the switch a little bit. You're turning her completely in a way that she's contradicting her actions in the original movie. Yeah. I feel like they couldn't have made her, but I was wondering the whole time I was like, are they really going to make her a puppy killer? I feel like they're not gonna. They hint at it at one point, like in the fashion montage, which I love. But she didn't end up skinning them. No, but they hint at there. She, like she comes in in a Dalmatian print and yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. in the shop is like, oh, did you, I heard you messed with some puppies. She's like, I could have, but I yeah. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also Dalmatians are not as vicious as they were in this movie. I thought they were kind of like, they're very rambunctious and you got to like, they're are very they vicious. Hyper. I don't think they're that vicious. I don't think they're vicious, but they're very, I've heard they're very hyperactive and hard to control sometimes. Okay. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it for purposes of, of the plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, hmm. Yeah, they. Now, now it brings to the question is that they already announced Corella 2 is in the oh, works. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Is so, that just 101 Dalmatians? I hope they just release 101 Dalmatians again. The cartoon. They just yeah. released it in They're like, title here's Corolla 2. Honestly, see, yeah. Like, I think most of the movie, obviously, there are a few, like, nitpicky things I could talk about. But I was mostly fine with the movie and, like, enjoyed it a lot. And then when I first saw the post credit scene, I was like, oh, that's so cool. They're actually connecting it, like, to 101. And I thought about it. And I'm like, why would they do that? You know, that's the one thing where it kind of like made me. You're saying because they're coming out with the second one? No, the just the whole post credit scene in general. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't make sense that Corella would give them Pongo and Perdita. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I do like it. Also, that's like sets up 101 Dalmatians. I kind of wish that was it. Like you wish that w- that was it, and then there yeah, was no sequel. I kind of don't want a sequel to Corella. I don't really want a, a sequel either. I mean, if they give us a sequel, where there's no Baroness. Doing some- if she's doing some hardcore stuff though in the sequel, then I'm like, maybe, right, but there's gone. no Baroness, so is it worth it? No, nah, we'll <laughs> she, 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 she didn't die; she's in prison. So, oh, true, true, true. I forgot she didn't die mm-hmm. for a second. I thought she fell off a cliff. You're right; she did get just get arrested. No, no. So yeah. l- let's backtrack. We started off with the with the post credit scene. So overall, very much like Devil Wears Prada. Like, yeah, I agree. Jo- joker vibes too i mean that was something people were saying from the beginning is like joker vibes also low-key like some weirdly some suicide squad vibes because of the soundtrack and the flashy costumes yeah 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 but um saw saw some comparisons on twitter yeah a lot a lot of comparisons on online but i honestly like we were i was mentioning before 101 dalmatians isn't like a standout like unless you grew up with that movie it's not a standout Disney movie that people immediately think of. So I don't mind them taking those creative liberties. And to be honest, if you're going to go for a live action reimagining, this is like the perfect way to take creative liberties. Like Corella wasn't, it wasn't necessarily implied that she's like a fashion designer, but I kind of love that they took that creative liberty and just made her like a queen of like fashion and yeah. this like fashion. It was really cool. Like they, it came made for some great visuals, some great moments. And like, I kind of like, we've never really seen, have we re- ever really seen a movie? I guess kind of devil wears Prada, but like an anti-hero who's all, like a fashion designer. I don't know. That was like pretty cool. Yeah. I opinion. thought that was, I thought that was a cool creative liberty to take. I wasn't sure if that was like specified in 101 Dalmatians or not. Um, I do feel like Cruella is more iconic than 101 Dalmatians. So I feel like that's why. Like, not the movie. I'm saying, like, the character Cruella is character. more iconic than the movie 101 Dalmatians. So I feel like it was a good route to go. 100%. Um, and, yeah, I like the creative liberties they took. I loved Cruella in it. Um, at times, I felt she was a little bit over the top when she was, like, first becoming Cruella as an adult. I was like, okay, she's kind of annoying now. Um, Yeah, that's... So starting off with what you first said is like, yeah, 100%. If you show a picture of Corella DeVille to anybody on the street, they're like, that's Corella DeVille. If you show a picture of Pongo and Perdita and ask them to name what the Dalmatians are, they're going to be like, I have no idea. Yeah. So Corella's the star of the show. Yeah. But yeah, I, there were, I did not really that I took issue with it, but it was the kind of thing where I was like, they didn't have to make Corella like, a child prodigy who like started from birth is like, I, th- I think they tried to go over the edge. They went over the edge, making it a little too edgy with her as a child being like, Oh, I have this dark side of me ever since I yeah, was a kid. I, like, yeah. The, the alter ego was a weird thing from the beginning. Yeah. I guess it's like trying to be like, Oh, my mom was evil. So I'm evil. 
I don't know. That was that was a little weird. I agree. I I was weird that like her mom already called her crew like her alter ego Cruella. Yeah, I think it was like a roundabout way to say like no one's named Cruella, so how can we make this happen? You know, yeah. it, was, it was a little strange. I think I don't mind the alter ego thing kind of because it's almost it kind of alludes to like that sort of um that sort of Joker personality where he was Arthur Fleck technically, but he always like had the Joker inside of him, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's weird that the mom like named it. I it yeah, it was a lot of third person reference. Yeah. Like Don't be cruel, Cruella. Yeah. That's like how we call my dog it's a long story, but we call my dog Hamilton when she's angry. <laughs> it's a long she's story. So her, her name is Sunny and we gave her the name Hamilton when she's angry. It's a long story. When she does her little trots. <laughs> yeah. She's low key Cruella. Yeah. <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> um yeah that was like a a weird part of her origin to me um i I like the whole fashion thing but i didn't feel it was necessary to sort of go the whole child prodigy like i was a special kid ever since i was grown i think they should have just made it so that she had a hard life growing up and that she got hardened by like seeing the death of her mother you know yeah i think they were struggling to connect how she would ever meet up with like like how her and the baroness were like connected kind of like they wanted to like establish it in the beginning a little bit and then bring it back later and like her being a child prodigy i feel like was a way to like connect her to the baroness later on um but i don't know if it was needed do you think they needed the bloodline connection though with the baroness so for those of you who haven't seen it's revealed that the baroness who's this very famous fashion designer ends up being the person who killed corella's supposed mother and is Cruella's mother, her biological mother. Like, do you think they needed that bloodline reveal? I think, I think it was a, a th- when you're watching the movie, it was kind of like a thrust you were waiting for. Like, why was the mom visiting her in the first place to, to like for help? I like was, I was like, I get that she worked with the mom, but like, what, why does, she, why did she think she would help? Like, why would uh, the Baroness want her mom dead? And um, like, how do you kind of like build? I don't know. I feel like the con- the connection was. I don't know if it was like hundred percent needed, but it was like I think it was a good thrust to put in there because it did kind of connect the events of the beginning of the film to the events of the end of the film. And it's like something I was waiting for the whole time. Like, why did she want to kill the mom? Why was the mom going to her for help? Why did she want to kill the mom? Because she didn't want her. I think because. Um, she didn't want anyone to know that, like, she had a, a kid. I guess. So she knew, because I, because I thought the whole time you when you find out at the end that she ordered, um, I forget her butler's name in the movie, but oh. Mark Strong's character. She once she gave birth to Corella, she's or Estella, she ordered her butler like take it out and get rid of it like oh and you're saying she didn't know until he said it at the end i think that's what i assume oh that is kind of true but but that is kind of true that is weird did we just find a plot hole right because she i thought she killed the mom because she didn't want the mom to reveal that she had a daughter but the mom was going to help asking for help because she had custody of the daughter did she get fired like am i remembering this I, i maybe she i think she got fired by the baroness at one point and maybe it was something of that nature i thought she left because of the because of estella i'm not really sure honestly 
Yeah, I think that that was a little unclear. And you know what was very unclear to me is in the beginning of the movie, was it clear to you the whole death scene of her of her adopted mother? In the beginning, I was like, what is happening? That the dog just jumped over the bushes and it just pushed her off? I was like, what the hell just happened? That well, it was because like she call, called the called them yeah, on her. You, you find out later in the movie yeah. that the Baroness like, was blowing a dog whistle and commanding, but in the beginning of the movie, I was like, that just happened so fast. Like, why did that just happen? I, I could see why a kid would think it's her fault, though. You know? I, I didn't really get why they did that, but I, I think it's explained away later. Um, but I, I get why Cruella still blamed herself for it, for it. No, no, I'm saying, like, when you were watching, though, were you confused? Or did, did you kind of just like, oh, I, I guess they'll explain it later? I figured they would explain it later. I knew that whoever the person she was talking to would be, like, a reveal. Okay. And then right when they brought in the Baroness, I was like, is she the one? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That that kind of confused me a little bit. And but... what's with the whole necklace key thing? I think that was another just a MacGuffin. To... Yeah, like here's what, an item. You know what was cool, though, is that this movie was so many things. It was like a fashionista like throwdown movie. It was like a heist movie. It was like yeah. a, a bloodline soap opera. It was like so many like it was like a alternate ego Joker sort of thing. I, yeah, it was a lot of different things. And I won't I, I don't think a lot of them. I don't think any of them really clashed with each other. I don't think to, so either. They managed I think they to pull well. All, yeah, yeah. They managed to pull all them off. Like maybe, like as we're saying, we might not have agree- personally agreed with some of the decisions they made, but I felt like they balanced a lot of cool themes without it feeling weird. You know. Yeah, and also like it, when you thought about it, and they actually say it at one point, like it, it, it almost feels like a gang war when they're like burning her debt, like oh, I'm going to burn you in a house. Like you kind of forget that it's over like fashion. Like it's just because she's like stealing her news thing and like. It really feels like it's a gang war. And then at one point, um, I think right before she's about to get burned, Estella or Cruella is like, um, oh, are you going to kill me because I stole your thunder? And it's like, oh, I forgot that this was literally just about a f- like few fashion shows. Yeah, like it, right. they make it feel like you're right, like a heist movie, like gang war. Um, so I, I like that about it. Like the Baroness feels like she's like a, a gangster. Yeah, she's just that, like a fashion designer. Which, <laughs> I love that, <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah, and and honestly, the alter ego was really worked well in that respect because it was cool that for a while the Baroness didn't know that Estella was Cruella. Yeah, 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 that's true. But I thought I, I kind of feel like they should have like created that alter ego rather than her be like born with it. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely agree. I, with I, that. I I'm happy that she it was Estella and Cruella were separate people, but I feel like it was weird that she was like born with it and it was like don't be cruel, Cruella. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, and the necklace thing was okay. I think they just needed a MacGuffin to like connect her a little bit more. To yeah, like oh, it's the necklace. Yeah. What does that remind me of? Oh, it's reminding me of another movie. I can't remember what it is. Um. Oh, I'll think of it. <laughs> yeah, think think about it. Um, you know who was a few big standouts of the movie is Jasper Horace and uh, was the little Chihuahua's name Wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were standouts. So is she nice to them in 101 Dalmatians or no? Because that was something I was wondering. Because she like makes up with them in this movie. And I was like, I hope she continues to be nice to them after. She's kind of like commanding them. Like, go get my puppies. Like, I need my coats. You know, they, so it's no. not really. No. They're kind of like just her henchmen. In okay. Oh, I wish they were like fam. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of wish Jasper was a little bit more. Um, I feel like in the beginning, like when he was a kid, they were like, oh, he's the coming one. And then he wasn't very cunning. 
like, I guess he was cunning from like a high standpoint, but like within the group, he seemed like he was just a henchman. Like, like he, I guess he is in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. I think they needed someone to really like question her. They don't want someone to like steal her thunder too, you know? Yeah. Cause she's also Jasper game of Thrones actor. Oh my God. Don't tell me. My brother called it out and I was like, no way. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't tell me. I'm rewatching. It's a random one. It's a random one. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of obscure character. It's is it someone from like Daenerys' storyline? Yep. Oh, it's definitely like one of the Unsullied or the Dothraki no. or something. No. Nope. One of the slavers? Sort of, but not really. One of the slaves, then. No, no, no. I guess it's like kind of one of the slavers, but not not really. Oh, okay. T- tell me. It's the um, one that she's supposed to marry in Marine, his dar. No way. Yeah. Yep. He looks a little different. He's got a facial wow. hair in Game of Thrones. Like more facial wow. hair. He's got a weird little beard in Game of Thrones. I can't wait to get up to that now. Yeah. Wow, that's a good, <laughs> good catch. It wasn't me. It was my brother. Good catch, Eddie. Then. Yeah. I think he might have searched. I think he might have searched it actually, but. Yeah. Either way, he still, <laughs> Either way. He still knew there was something going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, Horace, like, I've never I seen, seen him, him in anything, but he was funny. Yeah. Him and Wink were, were a cute little duo. Yeah. He was funny. He was a little over the top, but I feel like you kind of had to be in a movie like that because it had to feel like just cartoonish enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of um, The Great Gatsby at certain points, like when they were like roaming through the um, mansion or whatever. Um, like at the part when she first enters a party as a kid, it like reminded me of The Great Gatsby. Yeah. A lot of the parties and like the style was uh, that's something I was thinking of. Yeah. Good good call there yeah the style was was very similar to great gatsby mm-hmm. um very much of like a spectacle a visual spectacle too which is you're bound to get that in any disney live action remake yeah it? and i feel like there was a lot of like montages where they were like flying through things which gatsby did a lot too gatsby mm-hmm. really did a lot it was like oh you would walk into a room and it'd be like a bunch of things <laughs> coming at you i feel like they did that a lot in cruella also did you feel that it was over the top or did you kind of like the montages no, I liked them. They were cartoonish. I feel like early on, I was kind of like a lot was getting thrown at me. So maybe that it was like a little jarring, but mm-hmm. um, I like it's supposed to be cartoonish. And I like like their house looks very cartoonish. Um, Like the house yeah. they, like they live in throughout the movie looks very cartoonish. The mansion at the end looks very cartoonish. I, I like that. I think that's a good a good touch. It was cool. Yeah, very much like they they were inspired by the style of the old like 2D cartoon. And then they like hyper stylized it for like it's clearly like very 70s london like very gray but also like kind of pops out at you at the same time yeah it's like a little bit punk rock kind yeah. of too yeah a lot of it punk rock actually um yeah i thought they were cool um wink is the best love wink the little doggy yeah the boy and, i think um, buddy was pushed by the wayside after like the beginning that's uh corella's dog yeah right? yeah Didn't very really weird how there's so many dog yeah. characters and she ends up being like a dog killer yeah agreed <laughs> it's like oh poor wink i hope you know what didn't. was weird at the beginning too i didn't love emma stone's narration as coella in the beginning yeah where she's like was a weird like, like oh. i am woman i am woman hear me roar like i thought yeah. that was a little over the top and she was like yeah. oh i told you like i don't know it was yeah. weird she's not british so emma stone's not british yeah yeah. emma stone's not british so it's like clear that she's just like doing a very over-the-top british accent at times yeah yeah. Mm um what was i gonna say is that what did you think of 
What am I forgetting? Oh, what did you think of the reveal? I, I personally was not a huge fan of this, is the reveal of how she got her last name, DeVille. Oh, what even was it? That just as she's like a devil? It's the, the car model was called DeVille. And like Horace was like, Oi, mate, it's not devil. It's DeVille. And she's like, oh, I like that. And then she just kind of like. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. How else are you supposed to give her a last name? I feel like her last name could have just been DeVille. Yeah. I don't know. She could have just chose it oh, for her alter ego. She could have. Yeah. It could have been like. Maybe it could have been like the Baroness's like last name and she like kind of stole it from her or something like that. Oh, that would have been cool. Like taking it on. That would have been cool. I would have liked that better. In in that respect, it was the movie was a little bit Han Solo ish. Is that like they like had to come up with how did she get this part of her personality? How did she get? this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, though, I do like the explanation of how she inherited. um, I forget the name of the mansion she inherits, but that's like the actual mansion she inherits in 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. I was wondering cool. like, yeah, her such her whole scheme to like frame the Baroness and like fake her own death a few times was, was yeah. Very cool. Was really, really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was there? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like, I feel like the whole middle of the movie was like the whole fashion rivalry, which was like my favorite part of the movie. And like I said, I feel like there was like two different two different acts before the final act that I was like, oh, this is it. Yeah, that was the thing where I was like, how long is this movie? Actually? Yeah, like I, it felt I, really I, long. I saw it before we started and it was like two hours and 15 minutes. I was like, that seems like a long time for a Corella movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, but I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Sometimes it felt like they were throwing exposition at you towards the end. Like the guy was like, oh, she's your mother. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it could have been cut. Like some of the things that we weren't necessarily fans of. Like I felt like a little bit of the beginning could have shaved, been shaved down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The end. Yeah. The coolest part was the fashion montage in the middle and stuff. The, the fashion montage and when, like when she finally goes full Cruella. Like, I, you know, when she has like the breakdown after, after she almost gets burned and like her, she's in front of the fountain and she's yeah. like, kind of talking to herself and she's like, I'm Cruella. Like yeah. that was like, cool. Cruella. <laughs> Did you like her accent? Did you think it was like good? I thought it was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like not bad, but it was like weird. It was like very. It was very over the top. But I guess you have to be like Cruella. I feel like she totally like embodied the role, but yeah, like would definitely like went over like was close to the edge. Yeah, like, she was very close to the edge, if not a little bit, bit over. Yeah. Yeah. Could again could have been a little bit more hardcore. Like I just wanted that extra little oomph of like that she was doing things selfishly or she was doing things like yeah. They little, didn't really to, effectively make her a villain in this movie. Yeah, like she needed a little bit more evil intent. I think yeah. you got hint, hints of it, and I was like, "You're getting there. Come on, like just give me a little bit more." Yeah, and, like all we got is she's a little bit mean at times. <laughs> She was a little salty. That's yeah. It. She was a little mean to her henchmen, who she's mean to in the movie anyway. Yeah. Well, she was. Yeah, I guess she was pretty mean to them. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. Um, and then the only other character I could think of that's like Mark Strong is a great actor. You know the Butler guy. I yeah. Know, he's he's been in like a bunch of stuff. I feel like he 
they, if he was a bigger character, that would have been pretty cool. But he was just very much an exposition character. I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. It seems strange that he would hire like such a big actor just for that role. Yeah, just yeah. for an exposition guy. Yeah. Emma Thompson, though, was great as Baroness. Oh, I love the Baroness. That's my girl. <laughs> She's amazing. Her nine-minute power nap, so relatable. <laughs> With the cucumbers on her yeah. eyes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Oh, I um, loved it. All right, you want to get to report card? Let's do it. All right, so we have six categories on the Popcorn Heist report card. Um, we're going to go through them. So pacing, visuals, acting, score slash soundtrack the story and heart so nick and i are each going to rate them from one to five and then we'll average them and we'll give you our popcorn heist take out of 100 so let's start off with pacing nick what's your score one to five out of uh for pacing and why um i would say it can we give halves yeah Okay. okay, I would say I would say a three point five. I felt like it was solid. Um, I kind of like that it's like multiple final acts, but I feel like the beginning was not paced very well. Um, I feel like it could have been shortened and also could have been like things could have been explained a little bit better in a way. I don't know. I felt like the beginning. I was like, okay, so they're just like introducing me to this character, just introducing me to this character, like. But at the same time, I felt like it could have been shortened. I felt like the beginning definitely could have been a little bit shortened. But I, I, the rest of the movie I thought was good. So I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3. I'm, I'm going to give it a 3 a little bit. Because I think I, again, I overall really enjoyed this. But I, there was definitely some pacing issues where towards, like you said, you it kind of felt like, all right, this is definitely the final act. All right, this is definitely the final act. Where I was like, what's going on? Like there's a like seems like to be a, a lot of like what is what's the word uh, like it seemed like they were trying to battle for a bunch of climaxes and yeah it definitely know. did but i kind of don't mind that yeah I, I didn't necessarily mind it but i was like this could have been like paced a little bit better where i like really felt like truly like oh my god like here's corella you know right yeah now. like i was like she's playing her like fantastically and this movie is like super enjoyable but i was like it didn't make me like get that feeling in my chest like you know and i feel like I pacing pacing is v- super super important like i've i've realized as we've started popcorn heist that it I've really is a, important i've become a little bit of a, of a movie snob a little bit pacing like, movie pacing. snob every time i watch a movie with my girlfriend she's like oh what did you think and i'm like yeah it could have been paced a little bit better <laughs> pace <laughs> all right so let's do a every time you look down at your notepad you disappear do I? Yeah, on your on your virtual background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, average of that is three point two five. I probably could have done that in my head. It's oh, been a long you use a calculator? Oof. Yeah, it's, it's Jake, been, that's it's bad. Been, it's been a it's long between day. the two. It's been a long day. <laughs> All right, visuals. I would say a four. I thought the visuals were cool. So are we talking? So is this costume too? Yes. Okay, I'll give it a four point five then. Mm-hmm. The costumes were great. Um, the fashion was great. You actually were like, damn, these are really cool outfits. Um, her little bee outfit or whatever. No, not bee. Like when all the things flew out of her outfit, when they like first revealed the, look, the yeah, one she like, the, yeah, the one she made for the Baroness. I was like, that's a nice fit. Like, I, oof. Uh, yeah. and then, so I feel like the fits really bring it up to the next level. And like I said, the rest of the movie does do a good job of like feeling like a cartoon, but also not feeling like super unrealistic. 
yeah i definitely i totally agree uh, like this definitely had my eyes like glued to the screen the entire time and if you're gonna make if you're gonna take that creative liberty and go full in on Cruella's fashion they really went for it and i thought that was super cool the fashion montage was like my favorite part of the movie yeah i like loved i agree that part it was so cool i think i'm gonna go 4.5 also So do you know what the average of two four point fives is, Jake? No, what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh next is acting. Acting. I'll give it a mm, this is tough. I'll give it a four. I feel like um it was really good. I feel like Baroness is a standout. Um Emma Stone was was really good. Um her accent was a little off, so that's why I like maybe not a four point five. Um, I'll give it a four. Baroness is the MVP, though. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think. Like, This is another thing that I, I've become a little bit of a snob of. But I think I'm going to go four because there was nobody that I was watching the, the film and I was like, that's bad acting, you know? Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like yeah, I agree. Corella, like, you know, all those memes, like, this person understood the assignment. Like, yeah. Emma, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, like, really owned it and they did understand the assignment yeah yeah and i thought jasper and horace was i thought they were really funny and I yeah thought i thought they, they were funny sometimes over the top though yeah yeah but i, I kind of liked it a little bit yeah so i'll go four also making things easy this time <laughs> um, all right score which includes um like the film score and the soundtrack like all the songs that they, they added in the, honestly <laughs> I feel like we're going to end up giving it a really high score because all the aspects are like solid. Um, it might be a five. It was really good. It was really good. You're going to go five. Uh, we're only going halves, right? We're not doing like point. Let's just do halves. I'll go yeah. five sympathy okay. for the devil at the end. Oh, sympathy. That was perfect. Yeah. Perfect song to end it on. Like, all right, I, I'm not going to go five because this is one of the parts where I was like, this is a little like Suicide Squad where they were just, all right, how much money can we put into rock songs? Yeah, and just honestly, that is true. At times I was like, okay, here's another Rolling Stones song. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I'll, I'll give, I'll, you know what, I'll lower to a 4.5. At times it wasn't, it didn't always fit the exact moment. One thing that really, it stood out to me, like the point where it kind of took me out of the movie for a second, where I was like, they haven't, done an original film score in the past hour like i felt like every single moment was just playing 20 seconds of a pops of a rock song and then skipping to another rock song yeah especially in the beginning of the, of the film i agree like where, where i was like all right this needs some time to breathe give it like a nice like epic like orchestral score yeah right now. you know what you're right yeah. 4.5 yeah they hit it I'm too hard go, i'm gonna go four okay okay all right, story. Uh, story, I'll give it a... I'll give it a three. No, I'll give it a three, I guess, yeah. I don't know, that seems kind of low now that I think about it. I'll give it a 3.5. I feel like you're right. They did balance a lot of the different like tones very well. Um, there were some good twists, but a lot of times things just didn't kind of add up. Yeah. And, and that's the, the trouble of like, is that really on the fault of the story or is that on the fault of the pacing? 
you know that's something i kind of struggle with when i when i watch movies i'm like did i really like that part of the movie but it like could have been better if they just paced it a little better i think if there's like something that doesn't make sense to you that should fall under story this is our first report card we're we're defining the categories now yeah (laughs) yeah there was Um, things that flat out didn't really make sense i mean the only thing that really really didn't make sense to me was the post-credit scene yeah well there's also things that were inconsistent with 101 dalmatians for sure her being mean to horace and jasper maybe we'll get it in corella too just the <laughs> entire time she's just <laughs> roasting them verbally abusing <laughs> jasper and horace <laughs> um what did i end up giving it a three or 3.5 i forget 3.5 okay i'll give it a 3.5 i agree with that this is tough because i did again i, I really appreciated that they went for the reimagining route and like disney like i think they understand themselves like where they're like listen we are we're a family company like we can't go full hardcore on this but we want to reimagine it i think they did what they could for what they what they were dealing with Mm -hmm. you know but there again i i don't know if this is pacing or not um i'll i'll go Mm, i'll go 3.5 also nice and last category is heart overall heart of the movie what did you think i'll give it a four i feel like the movie had heart i feel like they they it wasn't there was no parts where i was like oh that's just lazy um i feel like you cared about what was happening when you watched it um the actors gave it their all well i guess it's acting but like i don't know i feel like i feel like you cared about what was happening uh while it was going on and you did get something when you were leaving the movie. So I'll give it a four. Maybe I'm being too kind. <laughs> I'm going to go 3.5 to, to balance, to balance you out. Not okay. just for the sake of balancing you out, but also just because see, again, it, it ties back to this issue of that. It's tied to something that's beloved. 101 Dalmatians, original Cruella de Vil is that if we, if no one knew anything about Cruella de Vil and saw this movie, I think everyone, it would be like a hit movie people would you think like, but i feel like i feel like it almost gives it more heart that it's like a character we know i don't know because i feel like a, a lot of people including myself and the reason why i'm hesitant to give it a full score on heart and story is because i have to detach the fact that she was is technically more evil and more hardcore and yeah i guess you know but i i think it did you know, I'm now I'm con- now I'm going back and forth on myself because they really did own it. They went for it. And yeah. They, and, and, and it had a lot of style in it. And I think style goes in with. Yeah, with heart. I agree. I'm, I'm giving it a four. Uh, I'll give it a four as well. All right. Let's add all these up. So while I'm adding all these up, Nick, why don't you tell me? I know you haven't seen all of them, but where does this stack up in terms of the other Disney live action remakes that you've seen? I haven't seen a lot of them, honestly. I need to watch more of them. What even ones have I seen? Um, look at my look at my virtual background for some. Hints. Um, I haven't seen F- the Full Maleficent. I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen Aladdin. I haven't seen Mulan. I haven't seen Lion King. I haven't seen Jungle Book. I haven't seen any of them, have I? Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta step up see- my game. My credibility goes down every episode. I feel like. Did you see Mulan? No, I said I haven't seen it. Is this the only one you've seen? Yeah. <laughs> what about Alice in Wonderland? Nope. Oh, I have seen. I saw Alice in Wonderland years ago. 
years ago. I would say this was probably better than that. I don't know, though. I don't really remember Alice in Wonderland. I loved that as a kid just because it was like super zany and, and, you know, Tim Burton, like a little weird, you know, everyone went through their hot topic, gothy, like Tim. Right. Burton yeah. A little bit. You know, I kind of forget like, Alice in Wonderland. I remember the um, Caterpillar was kind of scary. He's very scary. Snape voiced him. Perfect casting. Perfect casting. Oh, I forgot that. All right. You ready? Drum roll, please. Out of 100, Popcorn Heist Report Card gives Cruella, drumroll, a 78% out of 100. That's not bad. I feel like that's pretty accurate. I feel like that is accurate. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 74 for critics, and audience has the highest audience score out of all the Disney live-action remakes at 97%. Really? Okay. That's kind of surprising. I feel like 78 is accurate. I stick by that. Yeah. I agree um oh have you seen christopher robin i haven't technically that so i will say i've seen majority of the live action remakes i haven't seen maleficent i haven't seen cinderella and um i haven't seen dumbo but i've seen all the others and i think that this christopher robin and jungle book are at the top for me right now jungle book was was awesome i heard jungle book was really good i feel like that's what started the whole roller coaster yeah it technically wasn't the first one alice in wonderland was the first one then cinderella which i hear cinderella is really good also it's i didn't even know there was a cinderella one yeah no one talks about it um i think lily james is the actress's name that plays her but regardless um jungle book is like successfully like it pretty much retold the exact same story as the cartoon but it did it really really well i like i've heard that I don't know how to explain how it works or not, but it just worked. Um, and Christopher Robin was just like the most like adorable little movie like you've ever seen in your life. I don't know. It's like <laughs> I can't explain it. Like nothing special. It's pretty much. Have you ever seen Hook before? No, the Robin I, I think when I was movie? very young. But, you know, like it's like Robin Williams as old Peter Pan and he like figures out he's Peter Pan again. Right yeah yeah i know what it's about yeah Yeah. it's pretty much that except with winnie the pooh characters like ewan mcgregor is grown up christopher robin and pooh and tigger like come looking for him and bring him back to the hundred acre wood it's like the the most adorable movie ever especially if you love winnie the pooh i I love winnie Winnie the pooh you would you will love this okay i have a lot of movies to catch up on mr jacob (laughs) but overall i think i don't know because i i originally I think I, I was being too nice when I, I reviewed a Mulan on our Instagram uh, page when it first came out, saying that it was like one of the best so far, whereas I think I was being a little too nice there, and I think Corella is more airing on the right direction for Disney live action. Yeah. Reviews. I mean, not retelling this same old story is honestly a good step in the right direction. Yeah. I know and they've Mulan, done it before, but... Yeah. And Mulan tried to do that, too. They tried to differentiate it, saying like, oh, we're not it's not going to be a musical... We're making it, but it's still the same story now. It's weird. Like they change, they change a lot to make it more accurate to um, the actual Chinese folklore and like Chinese culture. But it's, I don't know. Some of the changes just didn't land the way they wanted to. I I don't think. Mm -hmm. Again, enjoyable, but like I would never really watch it again. You know, whereas like I I could see myself watching Cruella again. I could could watch Cruella again. I might watch it tonight. (laughs) oh man 
no not tonight i'll be editing some podcasts tonight for for our little page but but i i think i don't know if it's the my favorite so far um i think jungle book probably still has my favorite for disney live action remakes then maybe cruella and then christopher robin Mm -hmm. okay this is my top three and we got plenty more coming out my friend we got then what are they doing now they're and a lot of them are basically retellings, which is, we'll see how it goes. But we got Little Mermaid, Pinocchio, Lilo and Stitch. There's Snow already a live White. action Pinocchio. I walked in an Italian class. Isn't it like, but that's like the horrifying one. Yeah, right? it's really scary. It's, it's like a, really it's like an scary. old man playing Pinocchio and he's like, papa, papa. Oh, no, I, that one's so scary. I watched it in an Italian class. <laughs> it was horrifying. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Pinocchio ones. A lot of, uh. This, they're doing a, another Peter Pan, which they've done so many Peter Pan movies. Yeah. Yeah. They really need to, I'll stand by this till the end of my days is that they, instead of just doing retelling of Peter Pan, they need to do Peter and the Star Catchers. Have you ever heard of that before? No. It's a prequel book series about how like he got his flying powers, like how Neverland was created, like where Captain Hook came from. It's awesome. Like such a good book series and they made it into a broadway play for a while like, i have heard of that i for, i forgot about that i haven't thought about peter pan in quite some time <laughs> no. yeah you don't think about peter pan on the reg no i did no. see a tweet about him the other day or the tweet about a play of with peter pan and it was like i miss school plays because of this and it was like a guy flying through the window and like crashing <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. That's it for the past little while. <laughs> Have you ever like been in school and they've done a, a play where they've actually hooked people up to wires? Where no. They needed to do a flying scene? No. There was one time I was watching. It was in my brother's. Me and my brother went to the same elementary school and it was in his Wizard of Oz play. And they, for some reason, they had like a cage above one of my brother's friends and it like fell on him. Oh, <laughs> it was like oh it was like it didn't hurt him, but his head went through it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what character was it? Just like I a think it was character? a Tin Man. I can't remember though. Oh my god, that's like kind of funny, but also scary. It's horrifying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh <sighs> man. So, yeah, we'll definitely be touching on some more Disney stuff in the future. I feel like, as we've said, we're just getting started, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty more Disney content coming out. Um, speaking of Disney, actually, Luca. The new Pixar film just came out. We're definitely going to be talking about that soon. Um, I actually watched it. You haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Now, I'm excited though. I heard it was really good. It was maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. It was good. I won't. I won't say anything about it though. Okay. Uh, We'll definitely. We'll definitely talk about it. And um, yeah, I think we'll definitely put some stuff. We'll start recording our report cards on Instagram so you guys can check that out. But if you like this episode, again, as we mentioned in the beginning of the episode please uh give us a review and rating on itunes um it would really help the show grow and have get us some exposure we want to keep growing out here and let us know like what you want us to cover if there's a disney if you're a huge disney fan and there's something we're not covering that you want us to talk about i'd be happy to do some more disney content for y'all i'm sure nick would too oh yeah yeah so with that join, join the heist, heist.